Hello and welcome to the Intentional Randomness Podcast. My name is Omar Babala Adetunji. People call me Bobby and I'm your host. So on this podcast, we talk about everything, family, faith, finance, health, and I sit down with people and have conversations. And sometimes I'm just here on my own sharing my thoughts with you. If you're new to the Intentional Randomness Podcast, I welcome you. And if you're a regular listener, you're also welcome Let's have a lovely time together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Intentional Randomness Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about everything, faith, family, life, but we do that with intention. And today on Intentional Randomness, we're talking about something that I find we don't always talk about much in the Christian community or we kind of like skirt around it or we tend to address it in a very, well, I say disconnected or unempathic way (laughs) or we even don't talk about it at all. But before I start, I would like to introduce my guests. I have Jumake and Fumi here with me. If you listen to Intentional Randomness, you're familiar with both of them. Jumake has been on this podcast many times. She's probably almost like a (laughs) co-host. <laughs> and Fumi has been on the show before as well. We we all grew up together in a small town in Nigeria, West Africa, and we kind of like did life together in the, uh, when we were starting off. And now the three of us are, yeah, all over the world. But yeah, uh, Fumi and Jumake, welcome to Intentional Randomness. Okay. Thank you, thank for, having you us. for having me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah, let's dive in. Uh, for me, you sent me a clip some times back and that clip kind of like led to me saying, you know, we need to have this conversation. Me and you will discuss this clip you sent me, but I wanted to record it because I think it would bless um, a lot of people. And basically in that uh, clip, I think the lady was talking about our own journey of faith and going through a crisis, getting a diagnosis or what do you call it, like a doctor's visit that changed our whole life forever. And it made me, the conversation resonated with me because I know that sometimes we've, um, there's this thing, I think I've been telling you, okay, oh, we need to have this podcast on the crisis of faith, because that's how I, I describe what we want to talk about today. When you... Uh, what happens when your faith is tested or when you feel like <laughs> I think I've always felt like I'm a daddy's little girl um, really like the way I see my relationship with God that's how I've always felt and then when you feel like daddy went to sleep on you or <laughs> he's just watching you when something really bad is happening what happens when you are shocked by life's experiences when events in your life conflicts with the faith and your understanding of God. So yeah, today is just more like, I feel like this is an honest conversation. Like this is a conversation to have honestly, because a lot of times in the Christian, most especially Pentecostal setting, we tend to, there is, because of the fact that we know that God answers prayers and we know our God is, and, we have, and we've seen miracles, we tend to, um, when, when something, I don't want to say something bad. When, when when a trial happens, maybe a diagnosis, an health issue, something, we tend to not know how to relate to that when people go through um, seasons of doubts or seasons of feeling like, okay, God, where are you? And we tend to even say, don't talk about it. You never say, God, where are you? You just say it is well or God 
everything is in your hands and things like that. We say we tend to suppress how we feel about some of these things. So today is just okay. I'm I'm talking a lot now. Today is more like I want to have this conversation with you guys. So for me, when when you um uh, when you listen to that that particular clip and the lady was talking about her own experience with with getting like te- the doctors telling her something was wrong with her son. And she felt like her old crumbled. What what part of that resonated with you? Because I think for me, a, a lot of it resonated with me. But let me ask you first: <laughs> what part of that resonated with you? Well, um, <laughs> uh, there were so many. How can I say this now? When you say what part resonated with me, it was just that part where she described growing up, Mm. how a relationship with God was, just having this belief that nothing bad can (laughs) come around me. Like, (laughs) yeah, like, as you mentioned, I'm daddy's little girl. Um, I've done the right things and so um, I believe I deserve good things or good things that come in my way it was um, just looking at that and knowing yes I've been there before right Mm. where she was that description Mm. was um, very sounded like it was me (laughs) and then looking at life's journey and mm. things that happen around, just things you sit up, you just wonder about, just things you just wonder about. I'm just like, um, and then that's where that's, um, I won't say doubt, just that crisis of faith. It wasn't a big crisis, <laughs> but it just brought up questions. I had mm. so many questions. And so listening to that clip, it helped me see that um, it wasn't an isolated yes it wasn't just an isolated episode it wasn't peculiar to me there were Mm. other people having the same set of questions because at Mm. first when I started having these questions I couldn't even voice them out (laughs) because I was Mm. like is this blasphemy (laughs) like why would I question the things God has done or the things that have happened and I felt happened even though I know God is still on turn and I still know he is my God and I know Mm. he's real. I know Mm. there is God and he's real and faithful. So Mm. questions around how did this happen? Mm. Because it's, you know, in the Bible, it says even the hairs on your body, on your head, he knows them. (laughs) None will fall off without him knowing. Mine is falling off and I'm wondering if God is counting. Yeah, like what happened? So I'll just keep that short. <laughs> um, I know I've gone on quite a bit, but that's it. That was what resonated, really. I remember that after you you sent me the clip, I was like, "Oh, do you want?" I was like, "Do you want?" Have you seen this? I was like, "I've seen it before," and that that clip resonated with me. So I'm going to ask you, okay? Have you ever felt like 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 this as well like where you're like okay what's going on here daddy are you up there or you've gone to sleep or we should just forget that you're there <laughs> okay um when one for me was talking um i was trying to reflect back 
Um, I think I could go far as back as when I was probably less than ten, hmm. and I was trying to because um, I'm, I'm a visual person, so I see, I I, I think in in pictures. Hmm. I can say that. So I was trying to you know, glance through some of the pictures in my mind of where did I start realizing that bad things still happen to good people, and I think. The earliest memory I could remember was when my cousin died, mm. and um, mm. I think she was probably uh, just over eleven or twelve. Or I can't remember. And the way we were told was just, "Oh, she died, and you know, yeah, she got sick and she died." And I couldn't process it in my in my head. Like, okay, how can somebody just die like that? Somebody I saw about a couple of months ago, they were about. So for me, I think the wake up call has been there all my life, and I think I grew up with that fear of thinking, who's next? Mm. Mm. Even though, so I, I kind of that's why I, I'm, I'm a bit guided about asking that, um, answering that question because. It's always like I've always been in that line of things happen and you can't, you don't even have questions for it and nobody can answer you. You understand what mm. I mean? Mm, and yeah. and I think probably that's how it's amazing how God works. Probably God had seen that I had and I realized now just having that com- this conversation made me to realize that. So that has been how my life has been shaped and even my career choice always asking for that looking for that answer or intrigued by that mm. concept of suffering how do people react or how do people mm. respond to suffering so naturally uh, people around me will say, say this a lot that i don't know but you guys will notice it when you guys are i like oh I can always be okay. What about this? I always see that dark side. Like, okay, you guys are in that bubble, but I, what about this other side of it? And so, when I watched that clip, and Fumi sent it to me as well, and um, I wasn't really surprised because I think the way we grew up, and I think we've had this conversation before, we lived in a bubble, and we lived mm. in a bubble of that Christian faith of. Mm. you know the pentecostal faith of you know you do god then god will do you yeah declare it and it will happen exactly so nothing bad mm. should happen to you by mistake if it happens then you must have done something wrong or it's yeah. you know something has oh happened. you are you are going you're going into deep things so, now <laughs> so, so i would say from my own perspective um i was just intrigued to know that um, it took somebody uh, a couple of years or probably in their 20s or 30s to realize that but I don't blame the lady as well because we are product of our environment so and at times and that's how the faith work works isn't it that you might be thinking you, you know it all and something happens and then changes your your perspective or your thinking about things so that, that's the way I can answer it, that when I first saw the clip yeah. I was just intrigued to know that oh she thought nothing could happen to her because in life nobody's protected to be realistic nobody's i don't mean it in a bad way but it's just that life can happen to anyone so, mm. so that's no, i think from 
Massive. I think for me, it's probably like Fumi was saying, I was, not, not that you don't see that things happen to people, but for some reason, my mind just didn't think that such things could happen to me. So for me, I think, um, I think, and I think I've talked about this on this podcast before, and it's not—it's nothing that I don't. If when the time comes to share, I, I don't shy away from sharing. When I had my first daughter, I had—I don't even know what I had. I don't—I wasn't depressed. I was just anxious. I had like, and then it spiraled into other things. And I, even while going through that, I was wondering, God, are you kidding me right now? You're allowing this to happen to me. It was a shock. I won't even lie to you. It was a massive shock for me that 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 happened and I think it felt like the world was falling from under me and I was going to fall into a hole or something and not because maybe you haven't seen tragedies before but some reason it just felt like you were inoculated or no that that can happen to you you're always in church you are serving God you have faith you believe and 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 so I had like was saying questions i had doubts that I'd, I'd never had in my life before and i was like what 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 are you <laughs> and so um for me when i was listening to that clip i was like oh my god i i resonate with it. and there was a place, a place where the lady was saying uh, in your work with god and how spirit filled you and she was like i don't know how spirit filled i am today mm. and i think that also caught my attention because i felt like that like in times when I felt like, no, I don't know if I'm spirit-filled or if I'm just a person working around with a lot of doubts. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes we don't ask these questions or when we have doubts, we don't say that because the next Christian person beside is going to go like, what? So you don't have faith. So you don't have, so you are here doubting God. But when I, when I went through that season of doubting or having doubts, one thing that I, one thing that I, that I realized was David had doubts. I mean, if you read Psalms, you would know that David had doubts. He had times when he was down and he wondered, God, have you forsaken me? And that made me realize, okay, I'm not, I'm not the first one having these questions. And I think I went from that faith where we're supposed to assume and live in some kind of Oh, everything is okay to a place where I am being honest with God. God, today I'm doubting you because I, I'm not seeing your answer, but I know that you're still God. I think, Fumi, you mentioned that, like, knowing that God is faithful, but at the same time doubting, or rather having questions. Yeah. So, anyways, um, the question then is, maybe if you've ever felt like, even at some point, anybody could, it could be a, a, a else diagnosis. I've had, like, oh, you have this, and you're like, what? I have what now? How? That's not supposed to happen. It could be anything. It could be uh, losing a friend, like Jamoke was describing, maybe losing a cousin. We lost a friend here, and that thing shook me because I'd been in 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 in, in places where they've said things about this, where you're going to go here, you're going to do this, and then all of a sudden the person passes away, and you're like, what, what are we supposed to do with this? I think one thing that I learned is that it's okay to to have questions and to to be honest about them i don't know if if you guys um like connect with that like getting to the point where you're like okay fine i can ask questions i can have questions and it is okay how have you navigated that because i think that's where a lot of christians struggle like you were saying for me you have those questions but you don't you don't dare or you're like um who's going to understand if i say these things out 
Can I say something? Okay. Yeah, you can go on. I, I think we we it also has to do with their upbringing, if, you know, the way we were brought up. Okay. Mm. Um, in an African setting, back in the days, I think a lot of things are changing now. You dare not question your parents. Mm. You don't question people in the place of authorities. You can't ask questions mm. why. So if you have to do something, you do it. Even if you know it's wrong, but the mere fact that the person asking to do it is in a place of authority, so you dare not ask questions. And I think that affected our way of seeing God as well, because we're brought up to say, okay, especially for us growing up in the African Christian uh, Pentecostal background, in the sense that everything our pastor says, our parents, we take it hook, line, and sinker. So most of our Christian values and probably the way we see God is from the lenses of these people. So even when you have you have those questions, you can't you feel like oh, I dare not ask God. And you know, there was a time that I, I read something somewhere about the culture, our cu- culture and Christianity. Mm. And most of the time, I don't know if you noticed that when I moved to um, Europe and um, to precise U- UK. It, it was very difficult for me to understand or I struggled to see when I see Caucasian worshipping God. Or as far as I thought, oh, no, no, none of them, they don't really know God. You know, the way we we, we know God. We, we know what the Bible says. You understand? We, we, we are the people. But later on, in recent years, I, I moved to church and um, I was, I wouldn't say I was amazed. I'm trying to look for another word to understand that. Oh my God, this is the way people express themselves to God is different from the way you know. When you've known something for a while, you think it's a norm, so you can't think outside the box or you can't see things in a different way. And and I think that's one of the things probably some of us in from the Pentecostal, especially African background, struggle with whereby we can't see God differently from the way our culture or parental upbringing or environment has um, conditioned us to see God. And when you, and, 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 you know, when you talked about tests and something like that, I, and it says something recently, I read it and it says, life is a test, is a trust and temporary assignment. So those three things for me stood out. And in a way, you you know, even though we were taught this is it in church, memorize. I, I can remember way back, like you know, by the time I was my teens, I could memorize about probably almost a thousand Bible verses. But how well was I able to interpret those Bible verses? You know, they would say, oh, if you if you have a bad dreams, wake up and play the blood of Jesus or read Psalms, so so so, so and, and that's it. <laughs> you know, or if you eat in the dream, ha, <laughs> you better. <laughs> This, this culture of fear, culture of um, repercussions, um, what supersti- superstitions, these things are there, are constantly with us. And I think, and that's how God works with us in our, in our work of faith, that some of the things are ingrained in your mentality. You're using David as an example. David had his own preconceived mindset as well. But God tr- uh, took him through a work. God worked with him with some circumstances. So going back to the lady in that video, 
she went through stuff she went through some things that changed the way if you if you watch the video proper said oh my mind something something changed in me she realized that i don't have to go to church every sunday i don't have to put up a face to show that i'm a christian or i'm still working with god because there's this mentality of if you miss the sunday service most people go to church about because of what others will say not because of the relationship they have with god really so mm-hmm. so i think before i rumble down but it, it's just that 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 perspective that just occurs to me that you know the way how our bringing culture at times influences the way we see god and actually influences our faith as well so yeah but i i wouldn't but well, i would let me speak but i wouldn't want to say it's really only about maybe or oh, growing up african or something because i think it's something very pentecostal um and some of these pentecostal tenets were also taught to our uh, so-called for, by people that are not necessarily africans because i think there is there is this the faith journey because we know that it also works on one side there are times when we've decreed things and they've, and they've come to pass there are times where we have we've had faith for something and it has happened that we can really think that that is like a blanket thing it would always happen or when we say i'm surrounded there is a hedge of fire around me there is a protection wall and so if there is a crack in it you're like oh that's why this happened that's why there is this and and all of that but anyways i'll let i'll let fumi speak because there's something that i want to ask later on Okay. Um mm. I think I'll just take a step back first mm. and mm. say that um when it comes to this this topic um mm. I do not have all the answers <laughs> definitely. Mm. And um you know when you sent a message and said this was going to happen soon I was just thinking what would I say? <laughs> like what would you say? because i believe god is faithful as i said earlier and mm. my my intention is not to sow doubts or no. to make people mm. question god or to take them take them to a place where hopelessness starts no. because it happens when you um have these questions in your mind and you think oh All right so that means anything can happen to anyone there's this space <laughs> called hopelessness mm. where mm. you might go into and so mm. um whatever i'm saying today it's just as a result of the studies <laughs> i've tried to do mm. things to just um take me out of that mind frame where mm. i'm more focused on the questions to mm. a place where i i dwell more on the goodness of god mm. now i'm not saying the questions are not right um i was okay i reading books listening to messages doing things just to because one thing i know is once you've had an encounter with god no mm. no circumstance no event can really make you change and say oh no he's not real anymore mm. or mm. um you know and so mm. i knew i was holding on to that but i didn't like that idea of mm, anything will happen when it will happen you know it was how mm-hmm. do you pray in faith <laughs> if you have that kind of mindset and, and so and for I, me and i, I really think for me that is really what the crisis of faith is 
when you, yeah. you you feel like you are in the middle i know that yeah. god is real i know that he does wondrous things but i also know that life can happen and you're in yes. that kind of like limbo in the middle <laughs> you know um interestingly i attended a conference online a few days ago and this thing it was like a word that was just meant for this and I just knew, okay, <laughs> okay, maybe this is the right time. Bobola saying we should do this now. Maybe this is actually the right time. Um, I'm going to quote a, a scripture. It's a very, very popular thing that we keep talking about. Second Corinthians 13, 14, where it says, mm-hmm. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit, um, Holy Ghost, be with you all. Amen. Sorry, that I'm, I'm not preaching. <laughs> No, it's okay. It's fine. You know, it's something we 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 say. So many churches, especially when I was in Nigeria, so many churches say this at the end of each service and say, "Oh, um, the grace of the Lord and all that." But do we take the time to dwell on the words in that verse? Do we? And just meditating on those words on that verse has actually helped me it has actually shifted my thinking from just thinking and questioning and question yes it's good to question but where are you directing the question who are you directing the questions to Mm. where is that Mm. kind of question coming from i'm not sure if um you have if this is something else you had planned to come up later during this discussion but i'm just Mm. saying that um the gift of the holy spirit Mm. it helps that communion Mm. i've learned that in the midst of life's occurrences when those things happen we are fixating so much on god's power Mm. and not Mm. god's love Mm. when you look at that verse it says something about the love of god it's not god is powerful yes but you know growing up being told is powerful he can do anything some you know even at conversion or at salvation as you just come into the fold everything will be smooth and easy but the bible already says that hello in, in this, this world, world you go through you know you'll go through this thing but i will be with you through those mm. things throughout those things mm. so it doesn't mean mm. that it would not happen or that it cannot happen but when it happens there is some there's someone there's a greater mm. force there's someone mm. that gives you up that is in that thing with you mm. some events happen for different reasons now some people mm. find purpose in pain some people mm. um it's just to prepare you for something greater it's mm. anything can happen and the thing is now that i think of it yes there are different episodes different things that happen in life mm. god's love is true that mm. i will never doubt but we'll mm. say oh uh, if he's so powerful why didn't he stop this from happening <laughs> if, he, yeah. if you know that has always been a question that we say you're the all-knowing god you can do all things why mm. is this happening to me how could this happen if you love me this much? you know but the thing is over time i've just mm. realized that maybe just focus on that love the thing is, 
the free will of man sometimes um, leads to these occurrences. God knows what he wants. He knows what he wants for you. He loves you. He's chosen you. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, he knew you. All that is settled. There are so many promises we can hold on to. Yes. But the thing is, when these things happen, do we focus on, okay, I know you love me. I know it makes you sad to see this kind of thing happening to me. I know you mean the best for me. I do not understand what is happening. <laughs> there was a book I read some a while back that says there's only a little we know when we are on this side of eternity. Even the Bible says it, we know in part, we see as we're in a mirror. There's some things that we won't understand much later. When, you know, when, when they happen, you're just like, I can't, you know, I've heard even to friends, things that happened. And I was a much younger Christian and the person was asking me, where was God? I was young. I was three years old and this happened to me. That means there was nothing I could have done to change it. And, you know, I didn't have an answer for that. But right now <laughs> I'm choosing to focus on the love and not just the power. Mm. I'm choosing mm. to focus on the love and the, not just the power, the grace of the Lord, just the, the grace is there, the love of God, mm. the communion with the Holy Spirit. Mm. Right now, I'm taking my questions to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> the Spirit <laughs> but, of God touches is... all things, you know, because the first time I ever voiced out these questions was to, to a friend. Um, I had a friend in uni and, you know, mm. I I just called him that day and I was just like I'm I don't know who to say this to. I know you mm. know because you know we grew up mm. in the faith together, all the you mm. know mm. exercises and all that faith exercises and all. So I was like, you know where I'm coming from. This is <laughs> this is how mm. I'm feeling. This is what I'm going through. Mm. I can't imagine I'm going through this. I can't imagine and I'm the what one. What did she say? And you know, he said to me, have you gone to God? Have you actually asked him these questions? Mm. And it is not just him because the Holy Spirit is here. It says he searches all things. It will tell us things we did not know. Eyes have not seen. Mm. Have not. So mm. he knows some things. I'll sit mm. down with him and say, this thing, this is how I'm feeling, really. It's not about mm. creating doubts in the arts of maybe Christians that are not mature yet mm. or mm. people that you will just destroy their Christian faith when you ask questions like <laughs> this, like you know? Mm. So it's more like going to the, I'm going to like this, this, this verse that I just, that I mentioned a while back, mm. it's mm. the Trinity, right? So the three of them, <laughs> the work that they are here to do, I think I'm just going to focus on that and say, okay, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I think. And um, mm. um, um, when the Spirit speaks, like it helps you. Um, mm. I, I, I believe not losing hope is the main thing. If you lose hope, mm. if anyone were to lose hope, Mm. I do not know how you survive these worlds <laughs> yeah. or your daily, like, you know, day-to-day thing. So um, that's it basically for me. I think right now, yes, the question, they will surely come because mm. we are not robots. When things like mm. this happen, you know, they taught me otherwise. I thought I knew otherwise. Why is this thing mm. happening? 
and to mm. just um you know that it's just that place still learning and still very much a work in pro- um, work in progress but um that's uh, basically for me right now okay so uh, um for me thank you for 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 saying that because i think it was good that you you even for me i felt like i was in a better place to have this conversation now than maybe a few weeks or months ago because at mm. the end of the day even yesterday i was telling myself where do you want this conversation to go because like you said mm. it's not about getting people there's a there's a place you can get to where you feel hopeless like okay now i don't know what to do with myself yeah. before i knew that if this happened i would pray like this i'll do this now yeah. in this limbo i'm not sure what i'm supposed am i supposed to have faith am i supposed to to just say okay god let your will be done whatever you're whatever doing do happen, it am you I, know? whatever will happen will happen am i supposed to lie down and just do nothing and that can be a very hopeless place to be it can actually be a very yes. difficult place to be in if you grew up in faith because you're wondering yes. so I'm, I'm supposed to just accept things they're just going to happen to me where you is know? the place of mm-hmm. like and, and and definitely that is not where I want to be but i think i wanted to have this conversation because i think it's good therapy for people to know that it's okay that you have questions it's okay yes, that you have definitely. those sometimes even doubt or even you wonder hey god are you are we sure that i have had those questions like i've i've had those thoughts let me not say like tell him god please are you sure you're up there uh, maybe you're not there it's always funny because i know that he is there that's why i'm saying god are you there but then at the same time your 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 own belief is speaking and then the scripture that usually comes to my mind is the man in the bible that jesus was do you have faith and he's like god help my own belief I mean mm. even at that point the guy was able to say I don't know if I have faith like you're asking me Jesus but help my own belief and I have had to pray those kind of prayers Lord help my own belief because right now we are in that zone and like you're saying God is faithful because he he steps in he speaks to our heart and there's something that you mentioned that I think is very very profound the fact that if you've really had an encounter with God before if you've had other things that are shown you that there is God that this Jesus works Mm. It's very hard to come to a place where you doubt him totally. No, mm. it's very very hard. And I I remember there was a time I was talking to my very a very good friend of mine. Um and we were having this she was going through life challenges, let's put it like that. And I was also going through a very down time, so we would talk on the phone and I was telling her that one thing that I am saying to my son that I'm holding on to is the fact that I I keep praying, God, let the things that I know about you be much more greater than this question that I have let not these small small questions doubts destroy the things that I I know so much and that I'm convinced about about you and she was like oh mm-hmm. that makes sense because a lot of times we are in a place where we've experienced faith we've experienced god and so when we feel like we are we are shaking or the ground is shaking we are wondering which one is going to weigh more <laughs> you know that kind of like talk. but yeah so I, i it was good that you you mentioned that it, this is about being hopeless or getting to a place of like okay yeah let's just be doubting good no it's more about yes it is human to have those questions but then yes. what does it like where do you go from there and so my but my, the next thing i would like like to ask you is how like how did you tackle um this Fimi you've talked about the fact that now you're taking your, your questions to God but I would later maybe you can expand it on that what has your journey touched
do and i can go first i think one of the things that i've learned from my own journey with maybe life reality we're growing older things happen we're in that stage where different things are happening where even with the pandemic different things i think one thing that my journey has taught me as taught me is to be more i think kind and empathic with other people i think i've learned more empathy before it's very it was very easy to sit on that high horse and look down at people and think oh maybe it's because they are not really very good christians and that is happening maybe they didn't pray very well now i'm more like man we are all on a journey this world is broken be kind to people i think i've learned to understand people's pain more i've learned to to i think to be more approachable in that sense to to understand that many times we think that the the world is white and black and in a lot of ways it is white and black but there are people that would find themselves in gray areas that says and we will find ourselves in gray areas and i think i've got a better understanding for that um in a way that's what my journey has taught me how have i tackled my my questions i think i've been on the same maybe on the same path with you for me that many times it's been i i think about it in my mind i'm like god you need to speak i open my bible even sometimes i pray and i'm like okay i'll be looking up for this answer lord in a few <laughs> whenever you 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 bring them mm-hmm. to mind and at times i've been doing very mundane tasks maybe washing plates or washing clothes and you you find an answer to something you you're like okay i don't see everything that's why i have this question but you see with a bird's eye view and even sometimes it's okay to not still know the answer 100% and i think now i'm okay with that i think before like like the lady was saying the habit the in in that clip the desire to control things you want to know the answer you don't know why a is happening to b and so so that you can fix it but faith is really not knowing but believing Mm. I, I um in in I speak Russian so in in Russian language and even in Swedish language faith is really not knowing the word for faith is like a word that means I I assume I think or I believe that this thing is but it's really different from knowing and in in a, in a way faith is that at some level I know that the bible says that faith is the evidence of things that you are open for and it is true but there's a level of faith that it accepts that i don't know everything that's what makes it faith the fact that i can't give you all the reasons why this is like this but i know deep down that it is like that yeah and i think in a way i'm i'm learning to accept that it's okay mm. for me not to have all the answers but to have faith to walk me through whatever it is that i'm trying to navigate So the question then is to people listening that are going through these having questions or or being through a loss um a health diagnosis and they are wondering god are you allowing this to happen is this going to happen to me are you going to watch how did you tackle that and what has your journey taught you jumoke you can start <laughs> I knew you were going to come to me. Because I'm sure it's not like even though you said you grew up you kind of always knew that this is around and now with your job you you see maybe death or you see people going through end time like a terminal disease or terminal sickness. I think you're not necessarily immune to 
wondering sometimes, God, why are you allowing this to happen? Which is something that we agree that we all come to. So how have you tackled those times when you've had those questions or how, what has your knowing that these things happen okay. taught you as a person? <clears throat> I think let's go back to basis and I think for me we actually said let, let's stand back and, and and the reason why I said let, let's go back to basis is that what we are talking about now I would say it's like the master's level of your Christian faith I don't know and, and I'm being truthful because you know when when we're asked to give our life to Christ it's the fun part the celebratory part you know if you give a life to Christ God will do this God will do that there's a bit of attraction that oh if i can come to god you know everything will be okay god has got my back and that's the joy of the gospel because we believe and i will first say the first thing for anyone you know whether you're a christian or not is to go back to the basics it's the what you said earlier on the love of god and knowing that regardless who you have, what you've done, God loves you. That's the basic. Mm-hmm. The second level is now, which is important, is the salvation. The salvation is you now being aware of God's love and believing, but taking a step further to say, I want to commit my life to you. Because you can't have a relationship by yourself. You have to be in relationship with someone. Mm. And relationship, in relationship, you give. Mm. I mean, three of us were married. There's no way you can say you're married, you're, you're, not, you're not giving to your partner, or vice versa. And that's our relationship. I can't compare with the relationship with God. You have to be able to commit yourself to God. And mm. the reason why the three of us can have this conversation is based, is based on our relationship with God, individually or mm. collectively. So that's the basis for me first. Then the next level, which for me talked about, is the Holy Spirit. There is no way you can even go through the Christian faith or life without the Holy Spirit. And I do say this, when I say, say, say this to people, it doesn't make sense to people who are not believers, or even believers as well. Because the Bible says something, and I don't want to go all uh, scriptural with it. The Bible says, he will, talking about the Holy Spirit, when Jesus was living, he said, he will guide you and teach you all things. Mm. So this question of what happens, oh, okay, all these questions we're talking about, let me be realistic, nobody can answer that question for you. Because there are some questions that they, they, you can't just explain it. You can't, you can't answer. And the answer you give might not even satisfy the person. And even the answer you are giving yourself mm. might not even satisfy you. So that's why you need the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Because the way I was acquainted to somebody recently, the way the Holy Spirit works is, is, is 36, it's a 36 degree dimensional view. He sees the 360, past. I mean. Oh, sorry, 360. 360 so yeah, it's 360, sorry. He sees the past, the present, and the future. So when the Holy Spirit says, do something now, there's a reason why it's saying do it now because he knows what's going to happen you don't know so why are you even fighting it just do it but it takes a, a level of spiritual maturity to have worked with someone to know that okay 
um, if this person is quiet, there's something not right. If this person is this way, so that's why I always tell people, and that, that's why I want to. I'll come back to your question, but I like to say there is no way you can walk through life without that relationship. What for me said communion with the Holy Spirit. So now coming to my own personal experience, I've gone through life, I've gone through things, you know, marriage, health, children, and and I'm still going through. So when you said the word tackled, I was just laughing my mind saying, I'm still going through because we're we're growing <laughs> through life. So you So how do you how do you tackle this okay. existence that, of faith yeah, and questions at the same time? How are, <laughs> how are you tackling it? it? Yeah. That's what I was saying. How am I tackling it? Or how am I growing through it as well? So mm. the first thing is the basis I've talked about relationship with the love of God and all that. This, the, for me, I, I'm a person of um, prayer. I pray a lot. And when I say I pray a lot, people might have this mentality of I'm in a corner, I'm there six hours, seven hours, nonstop, just praying. That's not, that's, for me, that's not what I mean by prayer. Prayer for me is constantly talking to God about everything in my mind, when I'm working, wherever I am. So, for example, I can walk into a shop right now and I'm thinking, oh my God, I need to get something for the kids. Holy Spirit, please lead me to the life section to buy something for them. For a strange person, it might sound stupid. But for me, I know that I want to be in this shop for five minutes and I can't waste Mm. time. So, I need help to get what I want to get it and by strange reasons it will just be i want to buy a black socks somebody will strangely put a black black sauce socks in a lady's section for a child which shouldn't be there i'll just pick up the socks and move on to the till and buy what i want to buy because before i left home i've already told god i don't want to spend less than five pounds where i'm going so i don't want distractions so in my mind prayer for me is I'm constantly talking to my friend, the Holy Spirit, as I'm going along my way. Everything I'm doing daily. It's not something I I started, I I would say, it's not something that just came. I was just doing it constantly. I had to, it's it's an habit that I had to develop over time. Second thing is the word. When we talk about the word, the, the word of God. So the word of God for me is two ways your bible reading the bible and reading the bible for me i'll tell people it's not about oh competition i have to finish the whole bible this year or i have to be able to go and boast to people no even if it's just you know i just want to learn about wisdom or i just want to learn how to communication so i can just google um, do a bible search and just look for the words and just read them through as I'm doing that, something jumps at me. I write it down. So for mm. me, studying the Word of God is not the basic way people. I know you know there are seven steps people will give you all that, but for me, I take it personal as it works for me. And for some of these questions we are saying, the answers are in the Word of God. I mm. wonder how Christians live life without studying the Word. And I said something recently. I said it takes self-discipline. Knowing that, you know, I heard it somewhere that somebody said, if you can afford to eat three square meals a day to survive, how can you not feed your spirit, which is more important? And saying this, I've had days that I've not probably opened my Bible for probably two weeks and I'm thinking, oh my God. But I feel that sense of, oh my God, I've not done this for a while. But it took time. 
feeding on the word of God, prayer. And the third thing I'm going to say is be careful what you surround yourself with and what you feed yourself. So feeding mm. yourself for me is physical, uh, um, psychological, your soul, your seat of intellect, and your spirit. Those three things are important. People might think, oh, you, you, you take it for granted. No, they're very important. How you feed yourself. There's, now I realize, probably because I'm getting close to 40 now, there's some food that when I eat them... Ah, okay, yeah. <laughs> that, but that's the reality. You're yes, very I'm in a hurry to get to this party. <laughs> I'm not in a hurry, but I have to face reality. When I eat some... Like for example, when I eat bread, for the next three days, my whole system is not okay. And I have to come to that reality. I'm, I still had bread yesterday. I still had bread the other day. I know that it's not good for me, but I'm still eating it. You understand what I mean? But now I know that hmm, there's a consequence for that. That's physical. My soul, what do I feed my intellect? Who do I listen to? My mind. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. Social media now is so subtle. And I wouldn't say it's not subtle, it's not subtle anymore. It's powerful. You, you see something, you even just, you know, you see something, a quote or something, it stays in your mind. You listen to a sound consistently. My husband was sharing to me, recently, just a digress, there's, a, there's a, a particular challenge going on and there's a particular song going on. He just watched it once and the next thing is he said, ah, I can't get it, I can't get the sound out of my head. I can't get it out of my head. It's constantly there. And that's, it, and it's, it's interesting, it's a subtle way. Recently, I deactivated my uh, Instagram because I just felt it's becoming... I have to watch what although there are good stuff there but I realize that I need to take a break for now how do I feed my soul and the spirit which is most important is the word of God and I, I was say I put this out last week I said people should just pick up their bible and read people say somebody told me said ah, you think it's easy I said is it why is it not easy you can be on the Instagram for like two hours why not I know you can't do two hours on the Bible that's fine why not put the scripture, let it be playing over and over on your phone, at least for 30 minutes. Then tell me if something won't something won't catch your, your attention. Mm. That's how it works. We have to go back to the basis. And, and that's how you can go through life. I, I'm not saying life will not happen. Life will happen. And just to conclude, because I know I'm, I'm, I'm taking much of our time. From a professional point of view, uh, says, I deal with people who are dying. Who are diagnosed with terminal illness and a palliative care nurse, palliative care nurse specialist. And I've had so many of them crying, asked me questions. Why me? You know, when a young mother with two children less than five has got an advanced disease, what do you tell them? Even me as a Christian, I'm asking, it's true. How am I different from this person? It's not as if that she did anything wrong, it's genetic. Or it's something that happened that you could, she couldn't account for it. How do you answer those questions? And I realized one thing. It can only be the Holy, Holy Spirit that can answer that question for that person. Recently, I told somebody, why me? And I said, why not think about the other way? It's a gift of time. What if something happened and you just went like that? Why not look at it the other way? The gift of time. God gave you just even if it's just two weeks you've got left or two hours it's a gift to do something and for me that changed my perspective as well as I walked away from that particular person I said wow even me I've only got the gift of time 
So what am I mm-hmm. doing with my time? So that, that's how I can answer the, that question for now. Mm. Yeah. For me. <laughs> how are you? How, okay, I know you said I'm taking my questions to the Holy Spirit. And I mean, that that's, that, that, that's very clear. But somebody might ask, okay, how do I even do that? Or, but, but I want you to start first from what, what has this um, taught you? Like the, the so-called crisis of faith or the limbo, the, the accepting, coming to the realization that, oh, life has two sides. And then how are you tackling it? Okay. Um... I think what I've learned from it is just that um, the grace of God abounds, Mm. that you have what you have, or that you are what you are. It's not because you pray more than the next person. Mm. It's not because you fast more. It's not because you do good deeds, charity and all that. No. Mm. That you have what you have is just... By the grace of God. You can explain it away and say, oh, it's because I'm the best person. Or I did this in my past. That is why these things, mm. yeah. You know, there are procedures, there are things that, there are actions and reactions, there are things that you do that you say, okay, I'm sewing into my future and all that. But I'm just saying, I, I know you mm. said something earlier about uh, kindness. I've, mm. I've learned to let people enjoy a bit more of grace been been less judgmental mm. been more mm. empathetic at the risk of repeating everything you said i think it just makes you more human and that's why when people say experience teaches you things it might not even be your personal experiences but growing older and seeing what happens what goes on in life you mm. just um you know i just got to that point where i knew I am what I am <laughs> by mm. grace. And so mm. um, you just learn that you, you're you less judgmental, you know? Mm. You go through life and you're ready to give just a little, you know? Not just make a snap judgment and say, oh, because this is this, <laughs> and then that's, mm. that's the end, or you're not so good, or you're good for nothing. Just people have different stories. Um, I think um, mm. Jumaket mentioned it earlier. People are products of their backgrounds, products of their backgrounds, and all that. Just learn to give just a little bit more grace. Just, just a little mm. bit more. That's it. So that's what I've learned. Um, mm. And then number two, I wouldn't want to repeat everything Jumaket has said, but really, that's the way I handle it. Mm. Pray, like praying, sit in the word, speak. Like the thing is you don't have to just as she said you don't have to read the old bible in a year or even if it's just one verse and the thing is you know you can read the bible and not get one thing from it you might read it and just be reading oh i have have had those times when like okay yeah we need to read our bible so that we can get a word and there's no word jumping out and it's just plain text they said we should be reading our Bible. Let's start it, you know. <laughs> you know? And, you know, um, 
you can just be reading how Joseph had the coat of many colors, how David killed Goliath. There's so many interesting stories. But that's where the place of the Holy Spirit comes in. That's when Jumake was saying something. That's, that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. It gives your life color. It gives new meaning. That's what I do most times. I just say, God, I want to read this Bible. <laughs> Holy Spirit, help me. <laughs> Minister mm. to me. Because if you don't, sometimes you... Uh, I can remember in time pass where you just stay at one verse. You can read that same verse for 30 minutes and you still do not get a single word from it. You're just like, mm. God, what exactly do you want me to learn from this thing? Because I believe that every single word in the Bible is backed by power. There's a revelation in it. Mm. And so um, the way you approach the word, it's... Sometimes, maybe because we put this body in on ourselves, I must finish two chapters in a day. I must. You might get to that level. It's fine. You should. You mm. should aspire to get to that level. But if you're not there yet, just start from somewhere. Mm. Really. Mm. Just start from somewhere. It doesn't. Just because. Don't, don't um, judge yourself and think you're less mm. because you're not doing that much. Or maybe in mm. church, Pastor said, oh, you should be able to read five. You should. Even when it comes to fasting, I just tell people, just pace yourself. You might not be able to do this six um, the morning till 6 p.m., even if it is just morning till 12. So for your yeah. mind, your communing with God. God. Over mm. time, that thirst and hunger would, I think, it will be like fire in your bones. And you will just, mm. you know, you hunger for more. You just see that you're spending more time with God. You're spending more hours, you know. So mm. don't don't feel like, oh, I'm not good enough. And so I'm not going to do it. Or uh, mm. some people will tell you it's not interesting. Don't, even mm. if that's what you think right now. <laughs> the the problem is we're too, I think everything you know? around the world is is now being created to entertain us. And so we yeah. expect sometimes yeah. to be entertained you know? by the word. But you know? the word is not there to entertain. Yes, it's not interesting, but it is life-giving. It's not supposed that's to be it. entertaining. Sometimes, yes, that's true. And sometimes, you know, there's some... We have some music, um, some kind of songs in the Christian world that really minister. And, you know, you're listening to it and some people are saying, why is this song this slow? (laughs) 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 So why are you listening? Is this not making you sad? Someone actually said that to me. And I was like, do you know what these songs do for me, to me? There are songs I listen to and I feel like a burden is lifted. I feel like, you know, you just listen to the lyrics. It renews, it just renews your mind. It just helps you. There's there's this thing. The Holy Spirit is really important. Very, very, Mm. very important. So I would say just start small. I... Mm. Um, at the risk of repeating everything Jumoke has said, those are basic steps I take too. That's what mm. has helped so far. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And I wanted to ask a question because this is, again, um, 
I'm kind of like going back to I'm, I'm I'm looking into my own life and then I'm trying to see what would somebody want me to ask if they were here and they could ask these questions and then the question then is this is the question that I've like we you and I have touched on even as we're talking now where is the place you know we, we talked about you can get to a place where you're like you're just like meh um life is going to happen and i'm going to be here and everything is going to be okay even if i'm a pray christian things can still happen to me and then you can be in that place but then we know that prayer works we know that faith works we know that um god is real that is powerful we've seen him do things you know <laughs> there's this song that says i've seen you move you move mountains and i believe yeah. that you would do it again and so yeah. the question i was going to ask you, you talked about oh you know i used to do these faith exercises you're so into your life you pray into your future you you know you do all this mm-hmm. where is the place for that or maybe the question is in all of these things to someone that is wondering so what should i do with all these that you've talked about is there still a place for that radical faith like you know you hear a is happening to b and you're like no i reject it for you in jesus name and you go mm-hmm. on the, the mountain and fast for 40 days to see a change mm-hmm. is there a place mm-hmm. for that or should we just accept that ah we are moving through life whatever happens will happen and everything will be okay we will still go to heaven anyways <laughs> that's a big question um as i Because said I have, the, the reason why i asked that question is okay mm-hmm. The reason why I asked the question I found myself in a place where I'm like I can't get my you know before life happened there was that you could always just get into that zone of I'm praying I'm fasting I'm believing and it's going to happen because you didn't even have an iota of let me say mm. doubt that it could not it could go any other mm. way and after life mm. happened I also realized that I got into this there was this time I got into and even now sometimes I could find myself there even though it's much better where I'm feeling like ah whether i pray or i don't pray life is going to happen mm. and things would mm. happen it is not about how much i jump up and down that would but at the same time i'm feeling frustrated by that life of just accepting things you know that you know what i mean and that's why i'm asking mm. that question yeah, where is yeah. the place of these faith exercises and is there a place for them um how okay. do we get our faith up to believe for things radically these same things that we sometimes wonder ah this nigeria sometimes at home and they're just declaring as if they're going to control the world but at the same time you kind of like envy the fact that somebody has that kind of mm-hmm. relentless belief and faith that oh i can do something about it i can pray i can do this mm-hmm. i can you know where like help me navigate that for someone that might be feeling the same way like okay so how do i the next time they hear of something and they're like ah the last time i prayed it, i i didn't get an answer the person died so should i pray now or should i just let it be hmm. how do you navigate that i don't know if you get what i'm trying to get out i i get what you're saying i think um, my answer is in two parts and i said okay. earlier this is a big question uh, now i'll say i definitely do not have all the answers this question that you've asked <laughs> that's one of the things i've asked before now um that place of having faith and just giving up and saying whatever i think what has helped me is not just focusing on god's power focusing mm. on his love if mm. we keep thinking you're big why couldn't you do this 
you can do mm. this you can move mountains you can um um you can do anything you know you can dry up the sea people walked in the middle of the red sea you know you mm. can do this what, 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 what were you doing how come this i mean is, red sea happened? is even far away sometimes you have life experiences today that you're like ah but you mm-hmm. you that person of yeah of, i mean i've been yeah. hours in the red or you i don't know, I don't know from the dead <laughs> exactly i don't even yes. remember when ray and bonke came to ife yeah i saw people yes, yes. With their crutches up in the sky, they came with moms mm-hmm. on their cheeks. It disappeared. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like mm-hmm. it's the Red Sea is even far. <laughs> you yes, see yes, things happen true. today, you, and then you're like, "Why are you doing it for A and you're yeah. not doing it for B?" <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, um, for me, what I've chosen to just do is just focus on God's love, knowing that He loves me. Everything mm-hmm. about me is interested in it now mm. thinking he knows what i'm going through and it hurts him when i hurt mm. so i will keep praying mm. i will keep praying communing with the holy spirit keep praying keep studying the word because the thing is when you focus on his power that's what i've realized it feels like oh so he could have done it and he chose not to do it and as you said so why pray what's the point mm. because in Kotoba, he will still do it <laughs> like <laughs> what if i was <laughs> sorry i i lapsed into my mother's tongue <laughs> like what if i was to do like he does too and that was that was my fear when the questions started coming up like mm. It says in the Bible that like, am I losing no, my faith? You know, <laughs> am I becoming that person no, I used to that would say like, I used to be a Christian, but now I'm no longer one. <laughs> you know, you know, like if we have no hope, then we are the most miserable. Because miserable. just mm. imagine that you do not have a hope or you do not have a belief in um, the hope or a belief in a um in god that things will get better that things would improve that's why you see people spiraling into dark abysses dark holes and they find it really hard to get out of those things so for me i'll because i'm i i i am so sure of this love he will do it if and the thing is there's a picture that we are not seeing there's Hmm. a big picture there are things mm. that I believe that on the other side of eternity that mm. you would realize it saves you from without you even knowing about them. Mm. The mm. thing did not even come near you at all. So that mm. was why you didn't know. And there are things that um, that might have happened, but you just do not have an explanation for. Mm. Or maybe he actually told you not to do that thing that led to something else but you decided not to listen and then you Mm. made a decision that you couldn't change there are different Mm. things that happen i'm not talking about diseases or uh, Mm. diagnosis Mm. or something now and as Mm. i mentioned earlier god has given man his free will where mm. you um, God has given man free will and so even if God wants this and he has tried to do everything to ensure that there's a different outcome because you have your free will you might still decide and say no that's not what I want to do and then he ends mm. up badly mm. 
So basically, right now is I'm sure of that love. I'll hold on to that. Whatever you're mm. going through, just hold on to that. Keep praying. Keep praying. Mm. It it might happen, and even if it does not happen, you wouldn't go into that dark place where you just become mm. hopeless. And then another thing for me is, I've learned to also look at the things he has done. Mm. Sometimes we focus so much on the things he has not done, and the greater part of the things he has done, you forget about it, or you just mm. ignore it. <clears throat> and so, when you don't focus on the things he has done, that gratitude, that grateful spirit is not there. You you're just so moody, so sad. You're just always thinking about this thing, this one thing, this mm. one. Have you thought about the ones he has done? Have you thought about the miracles that are even bigger than this one that you're hoping for mm. that mm. he has actually <clears throat> done for you? When you do not think, when you do, when you just focus on that trouble, you'll be. It's from experience. You might be consumed by that, mm. and you would forget about him. You forget about the good things he has done, and so I've learned to also count my. You know, we say count your blessings. Count your blessings. I've, I've learned to mm. do that literally. Focus and sit down and look at it and say, "God, you did this. You did this. You did this. If you could do this, then you can do that." Mm. That which I, I like that you I still believe it. Mm. So that's the first part. The second part. Mm. <laughs> It's a very interesting one, and you know, um, when I was telling you that I, I was, I was, I was afraid that I would um, become ah, I was a Christian, you know, so uh, <laughs> now the faith is gone and all that. <laughs> I have kids. Mm. Mm. How do I raise them with that kind of mindset? Hmm. How do I help them to trust in God if I do not? If even, I am doubting, that was hmm. the most scary thing for me. <laughs> it was the scariest thing. Like, so I raise kids that do not even know Him, or they're asking me questions about the goodness of God, and then I'm like, eh, whatever. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> that was hmm. scary. You know, recently, um, I love listening to my son pray. Is is six years, and um, hmm. he. We were just praying one night. I'd never said this prayer in front of him before. I'd never mentioned it. So when he was wrapping up his prayer, he just said, God, please. Um, I use glasses, by the way, <laughs> for, mm. for people that do not know. God, please, mm. um, please help mommy to stop using our glasses. Help her to be able to see without our glasses. Ha. I said, amen, mm. amen, amen. When we were done praying, I was like, I loved your prayers. Like, I was like, oh, you liked it? I said, yeah. I was, how could you have even thought of that? It was just like, yeah, it's something I want God to do. And so I was like, mm. yes, our prayers are answered. We went to bed the next morning. You expected <laughs> your glasses I, to be good. <laughs> when he told me I had my glasses on, and he was like, ah, Mom, do you mean this prayer was not answered? You should have stopped using glasses by now. And so I had to now sit down and explain. I just told him, oh, already your prayers have been answered in the spirit. We're just waiting for the physical manifestation. God has done, you know, I just had to not kill that burden faith. Yeah, so myself, mm. make them realistic, be able to explain to them, let them know the realities of life and all that. But mm. there's a way God deals with individual people. 
I want mm. him to have a personal relationship with God so he can be able to talk to God about things like mm. this. Not mm. me just telling him my own thoughts and what mm. I just, you know, and then imposing mm. that on him and killing that spirit that Child wants like to talk to us. You know, mm. we might get to a point where we have really tough dis- um, discussions about why this thing is happening this way or that is happening that way. But when that time comes, I still believe the Holy Spirit will give me the right words to say. Mm. So really, that's, that's, that's the way I'll say it. That's the two-pronged approach <laughs> that I've learned to use, basically. I, I, I like that you, you share that because, I mean, we can get to that point where we are despondent. I think, that, I think that's the word in English and you feel like, yeah. oh, whatever. And recently, I think the Holy Spirit has been like just making me realize that even when you don't have all the answers, you have mm. to do your part. You have to keep praying. You have to keep having faith. And yes, God has the prerogative to answer uh, this prayer that way. He can heal that one. That one might not survive or the other prayer for a job might be answered. The other one might not get it. But know that in all of that, he he has a reason. We may not understand the reason. Sometimes he will reveal it. Sometimes he doesn't reveal it to his people. But it's okay. It doesn't mean that you stop having faith because our own job is to oh if you say you're a believer then you must believe <laughs> or else mm. you're not a believer so you have to keep believing and don't like you're saying focus on what god has done before focus on what he's doing and i think that's what mm. i am doing as well learning to say okay fine um yes i might not always get the answer i want there are things that i'm still mm. asking god i even t- i told my husband once like okay please tell me they say we should have faith i think i already have faith about this and i believe so why am i not seeing it mm. and it's like well you you know those things they'll come in that time i'm like no i want it now like now mm. and um even in all of that just knowing that okay i'll believe i, be- I believe that god can do it and i believe mm. that I think now that I'm saying it, there was a, 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 a post I saw once. It was saying that most people have faith that God can do something, but what we struggle with is is that God will do it. So most of us believe that God can heal the sick, He can He can open the eyes of the blind, but we are wondering, will He do it for me? And huh. and, and that and sometimes that is where our lack of faith is. It's not that we don't think He can. He can. We just wonder if He will do it. And and I think I'm learning to like whether he does it or he doesn't do it, yeah. that he's still God and it's okay. Yes. It doesn't mean that he doesn't love me, or it doesn't mean that I've done yes. something wrong. And it doesn't mean hmm. that uh yeah, it's because I did something. And even if yeah. it is because I did something, his grace, like you said, is able to cover that. Hmm. Uh, so I mean, that is that that has been a journey. I'm not saying that it's easy. Some of these things take like no. a whole year to come to. Like you're struggling, yes. you're asking, you and then it could be like after a year or one and a half day, maybe even two years, you get to that point where you're like, okay, I accept this. It's okay that I don't have these answers. It's okay that but I still yeah. need to pray. I still need to, and I mean, even when I felt like I'm not praying enough, I realized I'm not actually praying because I'm always talking to God. Yes. In, like, while I'm doing other things like okay God mm. are you going to do this are you going, uh, I, I would love this to happen I'm praying about something I'm speaking into the lives of my children and things like that and so I've, I, I think I'm accepting more that it's okay to like to have faith even when you mm. don't understand everything 
sure. and yeah. realizing that the kind of faith that I felt I saw more of or I was taught is the faith that believes for things. But there's also mm-hmm. a faith that goes through things. And I think yeah. it's that faith that sometimes we lack. Most mm-hmm. times, or I would say for me growing up, the faith we saw was faith that believed for things. It's, mm-hmm. oh, somebody is sick, you believe for healing. But we didn't mm-hmm. see so much of people exercising faith through sickness, through mm-hmm. grief, through like, having faith that okay though he slay me that kind of faith that job mm-hmm. had though he slay me yet mm-hmm. i will praise him you're like ah mm. you praise why he's slaying you why <laughs> that faith we didn't see it so much and in a way i'm happy that i learned that or that i'm learning that that faith is multifaceted as well just like grace yeah. is multifaceted sometimes we think grace is oh a merited favor sometimes grace is the ability to go through trials and not be consumed which is exactly mm. what the Bible promised. When you go through, mm. I, I think that was one verse that really kept me through some very trying times. The, when you go through the fire, I will be mm. with you. When you go through the yeah. waters, they will not over, they will not overwhelm you. You will not drown in them. I will be mm. with you. Most times, the faith that we were taught is the faith of, you will not even go through water. The water will disappear. Mm. And you will not go through fire. It will quench. Mm-hmm. And all of this kind of things. Mm. But faith is also okay, God, I see um, I have this sickness or, oh, this is happening or I lost someone. But in it, I'm trying to, I'm believing that you will show me what you're doing. You will show me your love. You will show me your, like, the path through it. And mm. I think having come to that point where, oh, yeah, this is also okay. I'm more at peace now. I think in the beginning it was more like, oh, this is not okay. How can you be having these mm. questions? And I was panicking, like you were saying, like you're panicking that you are panicking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You are getting fearful that you are losing your faith until you panic. Mm. But I, I think the maturity is recognizing that, yeah, it's okay that I had those questions. It's okay yeah. that I that I that I went through that shaking. But mm. God is still God. And and in a way, I'm very grateful for the fact that, you know, like the Bible says, train up a child, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he grows up, he will not depart from it. I think Thanks. I realized that even though I might have questions about how I was trained or the Christian faith and all of that, that how we were, like Jumake was saying, can cram 1,000 verses and all of those things. But they were also <laughs> instrumental in forming yeah. a very deep-rooted I don't have anything I can do but to save this God because where will I go? What will I do with myself? How will I agree? And it's not it's not like, oh, I don't have any other choice, so I'm I'm stuck here. No. It's more realizing Mm -hmm. that this is me. I'm a person that believes in God and no trial in the world would take that away. No take that away. Yeah, no sickness would take that, no life issues would take that. And just getting to that point of accepting it and and, and actually thriving <laughs> yeah okay. that has been very 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 important for well me said. Um, <laughs> yeah. it's a well said yeah, yeah. yeah. um jumaka dropped off while we're talking because she had to go do something that's why if you're wondering why you've not heard her voice <laughs> that's why um but i think it's been a very um wonderful conversation actually i i thought it would be I wasn't sure how it would go, <laughs> um, but I'm glad that we had this conversation. I don't know if you have anything else to say to someone that might be um, uh, going through um, 
life or getting for the first time life happening to them like okay wait what's going on here <laughs> okay what's and going well, on here it will just be a short recap of everything we have said um over the past few minutes it's just that uh it's okay to have these questions we have a relationship with god and he's a loving father it's not about yelling and screaming and saying why could why would this happen what were you doing why when this happened no it's a place mm. of wanting to know wanting to understand you might mm. get the answer there are people that have prayed i know people that have prayed and got these answers but this is why mm. this happened and mm. As I mentioned earlier, some people find purpose in pain. Mm. When that thing happens, when they are done with that process, they come out being able to help other people, being able to pull them up and all that. So, mm. um these these things definitely happen for a reason. We might not know in full, but yes, if you mm. have these questions, go to God. Mm. Ask for the help mm. of the Holy Spirit speak to him he would respond to you he speaks but sometimes we are too busy to hear we're we're too busy mm. with our lives that we just do not <laughs> we just do not know when he's saying things or when he's speaking to us but really mm. in everything when these things happen for the christian faith now mm. talking about this particular audience i would still say yeah your best bet is still to hold on to that anchor mm. <laughs> because there's nowhere else you're going it's still like your best bet when the chips are down when the chips mm. are down is love is sure it's mm. definite it's something tangible you can hold on to and so just keep praying just keep praying that's it for me <laughs> thank you thank you and um i think it was jumaka that mentioned something about um the gift of time mm. I, i wanted to just go back and say that one thing that i have also taken away from from this crisis in life that leads to a crisis of faith is even mm. if it sounds a little bit morbid is the fact mm-hmm. that i realized that really life is a gift and you should make use of every minute like make it count make your life count um because tomorrow is not actually guaranteed mm. in that sense even even though it sounds like oh it sounds a little bit like but that's the truth like tomorrow is not a guarantee it's something we hope that we will be here for and so I've realized that okay now I need to everything that God has placed in me that God has given me I should use them I should I should live I should live my life because yeah. there is I mean I only have today I don't know if I'll be here tomorrow and so I should mm. live today to the fullest I'm not I'm not talking about living your life recklessly but like enjoying it living the fullness of what it is like like just like you're saying you said you you've learned to is it play more and i think that that's it. you, you need to just be like to to be less serious like yeah. ah yeah 
everything yes. doesn't have to be 10 goals in days but like just <laughs> the fact that i'm still breathing it's a let me just <laughs> let me let me just enjoy this moment let me enjoy this moment and um to to uh, celebrate the wins as well because yeah. life has its many and i think that's something that i'm learning like oh no i want to celebrate more i usually i don't celebrate my wins i'm, I'm on to the next yeah. thing on to the next thing but sometimes yeah. you need to just pause and say ha let's dance because this <laughs> happened because i mean life has a lot of tragedies the lit the joys we should celebrate them we should celebrate them i totally I understand agree why some people really totally like agree. to celebrate now because i mean life is is sometimes full of a lot of bad things so when the good things happen we should loud them we should celebrate them scream them to the skies celebrate them yes celebrate very very important and i think another thing that i um now this is a little bit out of not necessarily about celebrating but recently somebody said something she was saying okay so they went through a loss and some of the things that they heard people say was what did you not do did you not pray very well? And I think my word that I want to leave to some Christians today, since we're talking basically about the like Christians and the Christian faith, is we should learn to be, how do I put it? Be human as much as we are spiritual. Mm. Because a lot of times we lose our, our human humanity <laughs> while trying to be divine. Like when somebody is going through grief, even if you think, even if you think or you know whatever it is that you that is driving you, the reason why this happened to them or that happened to them, you should learn to be human and just shut it. You don't mm. have a right to tell anybody or wonder what they did to deserve A or B because nobody has. I I, I think Christians we need to really learn that to to be human beyond yes. just trying to be i don't know spiritual divine it has to be this what happened the hedge was broken did the enemy creep into like just keep it shut <laughs> exercise yes. i agree exercise. that was why i mentioned that thing earlier about um, mm. being less judgmental things happen mm. you and you're saying ah if it had been me I wouldn't have handled it that way or I could have done it a better way. How are you so sure you wouldn't have taken the same steps they took in that position that they were when they were there? Mm. So the thing is, it's not your place to judge. Really, Mm. it's not your place to judge. Be empathetic. Be, if you do not have anything to say, just as you said, just if you do not have anything uh, defined, (laughs) <laughs> to say mm. just shut it because people are already suffering and then you're still beating them while they are down down someone mm. that has done something wrong or that thinks oh i've done something wrong how could i have gotten to this point you think that person has not told herself or himself how did i get here what could mm. i have done differently and so you now think the best thing for you to do is to now beat the person when the person is down even when the person voices that out it's, I think you should just look for a way to lift the person's spirit to oh, let up. the person, you know, mm. not just that. You just say, oh, is it that? And then you had your own tweet. Ah, I always wondered why you took that decision. Eh, I was thinking about it, you know. And then you just have fire and then the person. I think what you should always ask yourself is when a person leaves me, do they leave 
feeling better, like a load has been lifted off them? Or do mm. I have do to I have to, to the burden? Because the thing is, everyone is going through something. Every mm. single person. And so the fact that just if you can make people's lives easier, why what what why would you make it harder for them? Mm. Why would you make it harder for them? I think we should always think if anyone that comes in contact to me, anyone I come in touch with, should mm. actually leave feeling better, should actually feel and that's where that thing you said about living a life full of impact resonates. Mm. You don't have to build um a hospital or do one massive tr- just by the words of your mouth you can make someone's life different you can change the mm. trajectory that someone's mm. life is on already so the thing is live your life in a way that counts like just tell yourself <laughs> i'm going to make somebody's life much better not have their burden so mm. that's it mm. yeah that's very important that's very important. Jumake, welcome back. <laughs> um, there's a question I asked you, and, I, and that's where I'm, I'm ending with you as well. Um, and I think it's, I, I said, what would you say to someone going through like a crisis of life that is leading to a crisis of faith um, in terms of yeah you're closing what would you like to say to them and maybe in 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 the same vein i want you to answer the question of is there a place or where is the place of you know faith principles faith exercises in all that we've talked about today um okay what do i do or should i just accept that life will happen and then i don't do anything i don't pray i don't have faith i just glide through life i want your thoughts about that okay first like, I'll, I'll start from the end of the conversation you can't glide through life the reason why we're christians is that we've we've committed and submitted our lives to god so we can't do life without him the bible says you can do nothing without me and mm-hmm. i think for us contemporary christians we have to always come back to that every day i can't do anything without god without the grace of god the love of god and the communion of the holy spirit if we make that the foundation and we commit ourselves to that we know that whatever we go through in life lows eyes medium season in season out of season god is there with us mm-hmm. that, that's that's where i can start with crisis of life and crisis of faith life will always happen whether we like it or not that's part of life it crisis will always have will always happen in life a day old baby faces will face crisis as well as an 100 year old woman or man that's that's and they said the, the older you become or the longer you live the more you would probably face tragedies and that's the reality of it now the crisis of faith this is where it, it, for me it, it's um I don't know how to explain it. It's uh, it's interesting or intriguing. It depends on how you want to look at it. And this is just my own personal uh, um, opinion. I've been through situations where I felt, um, why 
has this happened? Is there anything I've done that I have contributed to this crisis? Because things just mm. don't happen. Because mm. most of the time, we rather blame everybody else except ourselves. So for me, personally, where I've been through the crisis of faith in God, there were pertinent questions I had to ask myself. How did I get to this state? What did I, as a person, contributed or what or yeah what did i contribute to this to get me mm. to this um crisis okay so is it is the is the other say um realization that you're even in a crisis or mm. something is wrong or something is not right that's the first level the second level is okay i'm here now i can't even help myself what do i do next or if i can help mm. myself what would i do like Bobola said, I also had a similar experience. I had I went through postnatal depression. I never thought it could happen to me. But it happened. And I was in denial for need for a while until I became suicidal. And that suicidal was for me was like ah. So this thing can just happen to anybody just like that. Looking back now, I still can't imagine that I could go through that. Or it could happen to me and i could ever as a child of god would have thought i would kill myself kill myself really but it happened but how did i come out of it one is those who surround you Ooh, those who surround you. you know i said something about environment i remember when i had that crisis two people were instrumental to to that but Bala herself because i had to call her i said well this is what i'm feeling this is what i'm saying i'm feeling she's like ah jesus said she was praying and all that the second person was my mom so Babala I'll probably say was my cushion like oh you know let's pray in the name of Jesus and all that my mom was like the what you call like a shock an electric shock like somebody giving you a, a whack on your face she just said a statement she said okay so perhaps you, you you kill yourself what would you you think would happen to you mm-hmm. so and for me that was like you know when somebody has an electric shock like really this is for real but that in a way she just said that and that was it in a in her own way at that point i felt this woman doesn't even understand what i was, I was going through this is i'm in my lowest of the lowest i couldn't even see a way out of the situation i was but she said it and that thing kept ringing in my mind for a while but how did i get out of it it wasn't a day journey it wasn't a two day journey it wasn't even months I, i could say probably years yeah. but it's the consistency and that's why i come to principles of faith the consistency of one prayer so prayer for me is i didn't even feel like praying but god i didn't know what to say i would just lay down on the floor of my kitchen and cry that my crying is also a prayer because i'm groaning mm. in my spirit the second thing was psalms for me the book of psalms that book i'm so in love with it that it expresses every of my feelings i, I always said that mm. i think david went through mental health issues really so every of my feelings were expressed in the book of psalms because nobody could understand what I was going through and i would go through and it wasn't that as i was started from psalm chapter 1 i've not even i have to confess i've not read the whole books of uh, all, the, all the chapters in psalm but there would just be i wake up in the morning this bible verse would just come into my mind and i would just go read it and to be exactly how i feel on that day 
and I would constantly read this every second. It got to a stage that it was as if what you call compulsive something, obsessive uh, behavior. Another thing I did was to print some of the scriptures God gave me and put them in specific areas in my kitchen, in my in my in my flat. So it would be uh, there was a time I was going through like I didn't have any food in my fridge. So I put a scriptures desk that said that even before this year will run out, there will be more. There was nothing in the fridge. But I was looking at it. I couldn't even read it. There was one I put in front of my, in, in my children's room because I was scared of them. I was scared something would happen to them in the middle of the night. So there was one that says, fear not. So when I'm going in, I'm, I'm going in and out of it. My eyes would just glance on it and I'll say, oh, fear not. There was one I put in my bedroom that says, I am your exceeding reward. At that time, it didn't make sense to me. But I was just looking at them. And uh, at times, I, did, I, I, I would confess, I didn't even believe the scriptures. I just left them there because there was, there was, I just felt that I needed something just around me to constantly remind oh. me of God's promises for me. Another thing that worked for me was journaling, writing my thoughts down. Days I'm hungry, I will write everything. People that hurt me, that said things to me, I wrote everything. I cried. I forgave them before they asked They asked for forgiveness. Some of them took years before they came back to ask for forgiveness. Some of them have not even asked for forgiveness. But I had to do it because I needed to heal first. Mm. So in the crisis of faith, you're saying it's, it's an introspective way of looking mm. at things. Some people might say, mm. okay, fine, you know, I had, uh, I was listening to this person, I was listening to that, I read this, I read this book and all that. It might work for them, but we're all different. But for me personally, mm. those are the things that work for me. Fasting, mm. Mm, probably once in a while. And that's why for me, I was very, I, I'm very guided how people prescribe fasting for people. <laughs> And let's say this, if it doesn't work for you, if you can just probably say, okay, for this week, I'm not going to eat meat. That's fasting. I'm going to deny myself of my junk food. That's still fasting. Mm. Or I'm going to give up social media. That is still fasting. Mm. Or the money for my lunch, I'm going to sow it to somebody's life. That is still fasting because it's about Mm. denying of yourself, denying the need or the wants. That's fasting. And these things I'm saying, it's not that I said, oh, I'm quoting, you know, when people are preaching, they're quoting this person, they're quoting this person. I'm not that kind of person. I'm very simple. I want to know it for myself. What works mm. for me? Because the journey mm. of faith is personal. What mm. works for Babala might not work for me. What mm. works for, for me might not, but it's personal. And the moment you start to realize that it's not a communal thing, oh, mm. I'm, I'm a Pentecostal Christian, I'm an Orthodox Christian. No. What is important is I am a child of God. God. Mm. And so for me, going back to that question, the principles are still there. In terms of giving, you know, we can go from there to tomorrow, and all that. There are standard principles and people can argue from there to tomorrow, but they are there. I always say this, if you are ever confused about some principles, fasting, tithing, and all that, go mm. and read your own Bible and ask for the Holy Spirit tell me what should mm. I do? Do mm. some people are still arguing about giving ten percent, while some already are giving fifty percent. Some people are already giving the ninety percent. So it's about what? What should I do? Mm. And let me tell you, you will get the answer if you stay still. And staying still does not mean I have to shut down my whole uh, life day to hear God. 
is you been in that space of listening or hearing it and i'll i'll hand by saying this it it is it it um it's a, it's a, it's about self discipline it's about habits mm. as we mm. learn the habit of sitting in front of netflix watching netflix you can also learn to know what works for you and surround yourself with the word of god so for mm. me i i love music a lot i love listening to music and for me listening to music about the lyrics so constantly mm. around me is it that the radio is playing christian song or my spotify so as the radio is going off my spotify speaks it up but picks it up so for me i constantly want to hear something and just not just hear something something that will encourage me and from mm. there just from one lyrics of a word something will drop into my mind and i said okay another thing i will encourage people is whatever comes to your mind write it down there's power in writing things down now i look mm. through my phone some of the things got to me 10 15 years ago and i'm like wow this thing is happening mm. this thing is actually real So that's why I'll say that the these principles of faith they work but it's what you want what you do with it because they still produce the results but it's for me mm. it's where I have issues is when people make it transactional like a business okay mm. i need to go for an interview i need to fast 40 days before i go for the interview did you even prepare physically do you even know the job you're going <laughs> for do you have you done the mm. basics mm. but you just want to go there and bamboo them and talk gibberish and want to get the job even if i was in inter- on the interview panel i want to i want to get the best i'm not going to go just because you're a christian does not it's not going to mm-hmm. intimidate me you understand mm-hmm. what i mean so the bible mm-hmm. principles work but if you use them diligently mm-hmm. and to conclude this that's with this my last one is <laughs> don't think you are protected in life because even the jesus we prophesy we you know we profess didn't have it easy he died the most painful and shameful death and guess what he died before he was even 40 he died at the age of 33 so for me is thinking so if you're above the age of 33 and you're thinking i hold it all or i deserve this i'm not saying everybody should die before 33 i'm just saying that this mentality of um, christian faith is about all rosy you know we're untouchable Jesus was probably the most persecuted. You look at those who follow Jesus really closely. They they have to sacrifice their lives for for the faith we are professing now. But now is a time where by we Christians we don't even want to go through any tiny bits, you know. We are having a day it's 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 like a warfare. When you should be focusing on the territorial issues in your area or something like that. But that that's just it like, you know. We are not we are not immune from life crises. We just have to learn to live with them, but letting God work with us through them so that we grow in our faith through them. Mm. Yeah, that reminds me of one of the conclusions that I came to in a lot of my ruminations around faith and belief and all of that. And it is that yes, I'm not I may not be immune to problems and to crises, but the only difference is that God is with me in my own journey. That's the difference between me because I ask myself this question, so what's the difference between me and a non-believer? And the answer that dropped to my spirit is that I'm not walking alone. I am aware that there's someone walking with me through the fire like we were talking with Pumi before you came in Chimoke. 
And so on that note, I think is where I would like to round up. We've had a lovely conversation way better than I even thought it was going to go is leaving this with someone that yes, like the Bible says, actually in this world, you will go through trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. And I think that's what I want to leave with people that yes, we will go through life. We may not be immune. We are not protected from life's crisis because we live in a fallen world, but that God is with us through the trials, through the temptation. And so we should be of good cheer. We should lift up our heads and, and chin up and just be and 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 be of good cheer, really. Rejoice um, in all things. And that's what I want to leave with people today. That God's got our back and He's not afraid of our questions, of our doubt or and all of those things, but He's calling us to a deeper, a deeper walk and a deeper fellowship with Him. Yeah. Thank you for for, for coming, <laughs> for being here to have this conversation with me, Jumoke, for me. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you for having us. Yeah. I am sure you have enjoyed listening to this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram on our handle, Intentional Randomness, and feel free to contact us on intentionalrandomnessfeedback at gmail.com. Until next time, be intentional.